Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast where I get to interview special guests about their story um, and what resilience means to them. Hi everyone and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast where on the podcast I get to interview very special guests talking about their amazing stories, what they've been through, how they've overcome adversity to get to where they are now and today I have a lovely guest Paula Day. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Oh, that's all right. Thanks for coming onto the podcast. Please let me um, introduce you properly. Paula Day, you are a high, highly skilled business expert and trusted advisor with a wealth of experience. And from my understanding, you specialize as a business coach for beauty business, uh, beauty business owners. With 20 years in the field, Paula holds a bachelor degree in business accounting and a CPA certification, a master NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, social media expert, and personal stylist. Wow, you, you really are covering a lot of bases there. That's amazing. And you have a holistic approach to your coaching and consulting business. Paula's passion lies in supporting driven beauty business owners to master their business and grow in a way that aligns with their values. Awesome. So why, why specialize in beauty? Tell me, why, why is that? What? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I love that answer. No. Why not? Why not? Um, beauty business owners are so much fun to work with. And um, look, before before them, I was I was getting a lot of different businesses come to me. And it's you know, with anything you have, like if you specialize, it's just easier to, you know, serve the clients on, on, you know, better because you're not doing different things for different businesses. So I knew at some point I had to, to narrow that focus and they're so much fun. And also like, um, you know, it was a, it was a definite thought process when I went through that, um, process of, you know, who would I focus on? Because, you know, often we want to focus on everyone or we want to focus on a particular area. But I had to go through some different thought patterns to go, okay, well, which, you know, which businesses am I good at? What can I um, give the best service to? Who do I love working with? What do I love? Like, what do I do in my spare time? I'm looking at like beauty or fashion or something like that. Um, and so all of those things coming together got me to that point. Mm. Oh, I had to tell my twin sister about you. She runs... Um... She's got a beauty and an eyebrow tattoo business called Me and Brows, um, and she specialises in all things beauty. I just thought of that now, actually. Awesome. That's really cool. So what have you called your business? Is it holiday Coaching? It's holiday Coaching. Yeah. Fab. Awesome. So um, how, when did you start the business? How long ago? Uh, the business has been running for about uh, two years, or well, uh, a bit over two years now. On my yes, own. Yeah. You've been through a, an enormous journey to, to get there, and that's what I can't wait to talk to you about today. Um, before we dive into your story, um, tell me what does resilience mean to you? This this I you know I ponder on all the time because going through so many different things, I, I really think it it means that you can actually control those emotions within you. So when you're um, going through a difficult situation or someone's triggered you or something big's happened in your life and you're like, oh, my gosh, um, your ability to go, okay, I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one step forward. 
and I'm going to get yeah. up the next day after that. And, I'm, and it doesn't matter how little a step forward is or if I took five steps backwards the day before, I really feel like the resilience is in that continuing on that same path regardless of what is happening, regardless of not seeing the results, regardless of um, whatever is, is going on or anyone's telling you that you, you keep on that path. And when we don't do that, what do you think holds us back from when we can't? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much of our body wants us to not, you know, change. And, and it's, especially when you're going through a big change or something's happened to you and you're forced into making that change or something in your life's happened where it's it's been a big impact on you, Um regardless if you want to make that change your whole body is not going to want to make it and you've set up your whole life to be um, as normal as possible and your whole body is going to want to keep you in that normal normality right so every time you take that step forward it's going to feel like you're going through long grass that's wet and muddy and it's going to it's going to feel hard and it's not going to feel easy. And so I think that's where a lot of people get caught up because they feel like oh it should be easy it should feel like it should feel like ease and flow. Well, it doesn't always feel like ease and flow. The, the thought might be there, right, I want to change, but then actually doing the work towards it and the actions towards it may not feel, most likely won't feel easy. I guess what holds us back then is our ability to manage stress and our emotions and to believe in ourselves to make those steps forward because we, it requires a lot of courage. It requires a lot of flexibility, our ability to to shift out of our comfort zone, uh, um, <clears throat> but you can't teach anyone that. You've just got to go through it yourself, don't you? And that's what builds the resilience. That's the thing. Like you, you can read, you can be very knowledgeable about all the topics, but until you go through something and weave your way through yourself, yeah, you, you have. Then you have to put everything into practice. I think that's where a lot of people fall off, you know, like it's it's hard. It's not easy to to keep keep on that path. And, you know, so so much of the time we'll bring out those past stories or those past things that we've been through and hold on to them. And we can't move forward if we're holding on to the past. We we need to let that go to be able to move forward. Yeah, we have to get good at, you know, for getting into the unfamiliar zone I, I find doing something a little bit every day helps me to do that so you know <clears throat> doing something that scares me every day or focusing on um the very thing at the end of my to-do list doing that first um and yeah just pushing myself out of my comfort zone in any way that I can could be even having cold showers it could be you know running instead of just walking there are actually many ways every day that we can train our brains to get out of our comfort zone and to, and to you know, explore beyond the surety bubble that we love to be in. I love that. It's almost like you've got this little, what you know, what am I going to do today that's going to be out of my comfort zone and you're looking for it, which is cool. Yeah, I think we, we learn resilience. You know, I think that we aren't born with it. I think that we, it's a muscle that we build and grow in Chinese medicine as a kinesiologist like we talk about um you know knowing things is one thing and and and, and acquiring knowledge is wonderful but there's a whole different kettle of fish integrating that knowing things into a, a way into a new way of being and I believe we're becoming new versions of ourselves every single day 
and some days will be quite cruisy and then life brings the bigger change and the wind will come and if you are anchored which is another thing that I believe creates resilience is our ability to manage stress by building an inner anchor within ourselves then we can withstand the wind we can bend in direct proportion to it hence bend like bamboo but but also the people that we become when we believe and back ourselves in that way can change our lives. And, and that's what you did, isn't it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I feel like over and over and over again. <laughs> tell me, right, let's start right back in the story. Like what, tell me about your story. Yeah. So look, I, I didn't start. Yeah, obviously most people don't start as, as a business coach, I started as an accountant and, you know, um, started my career off and quite early on I had, um, you know, two reasons why I sort of progressed that career very, very fast into leadership. Um, One, there was a massive push for women in leadership at the time and so there was so much support and mentorship and, you know, they put us on coaching programs and all sorts of things to help us and I said yes to everything. And the other reason was I had... um, a baby boy and he didn't develop right and um, he had a couple of disabilities I had to sort of make a decision at that point whether I went and earned money to be able to support everything that he required or I stayed home and um, my dad sort of helped me make that decision because he said to me um, he came to me with to one of the appointments with me and it's sort of like at that point where we were about to put him into a wheelchair and um, my dad said to me look I need you to step up and go and make all the money and I'm going to retire. And he retired at 53 to help me. He retired at 53 to take over all the appointments because anyone who's got a a child with a few special needs knows there's like a, there's so many appointments and you just need to say yes to all of them. So you need to have the money and you need to have someone to take them. (laughs) So it was amazing. Amazing. And you, and, and, and your dad helped you. My dad helped me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then what happened? Yeah. So then obviously I was climbing the corporate ladder. I had so much um, drive to make it work. And um, so I, you know, I climbed that corporate ladder and I got all the way um, to near the top. And it was like my vision, my vision had come true, right? I was looking out over the, you know, in the corner office, over the city with the view, looking back, seeing my brilliant team. Like I couldn't have asked for more. Amazing people to work with, great role, great office. Like I thought this was amazing, but I didn't see my kids. Like I barely saw them. I just had a photo on my desk. And I barely got to see them. And I was like, right, I've got to shift this. I've really, I've got to do something different. Because if I climb one step higher, I'll never see them. Like regardless of where I go. And right now, yeah. if I stay here, I'm going to get bored from who I am, right? I'll, I'll want to develop. So I needed to look for something else. So I actually was listening to a podcast. I want to what, you know, you've got here. And someone was being interviewed and they were Aussies and they were, they started a t-shirt business. And I just listened to that podcast a few times and I just actioned everything that that person said and I started my own t-shirt business and within a couple of months like now I'm not a designer I'm you know I get people to help me with my canvas stuff like I you know it's not my strength but you know I sat there and I taught myself how to put 
things on t-shirts and YouTube the hell out of it. And I got things up on Amazon. And within a few months, I was making more money in my sleep than I was in my job. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, like this is incredible that people can make money in their sleep without going to a job. And so it just opened up my mind. Like it was amazing, amazing. Um, And so I thought, you know, right, grow this business. So started to, I started to hire people. I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a designer. So I hired designers. So I had, I sort of grew it when I had designers working for me and it was growing quite quickly until um, I was married at the time and my husband and I broke up very, very quickly, very quickly. It was almost like an overnight um, breakup that was coming for years, if that makes sense. And I, I think a lot of people who go through this would know it's like it's, it's a build up and then finally that moment comes and it's just done. It's absolutely done. And we knew it was done. But I didn't quite realize how done it was until I woke up in the morning to all of my accounts changed, like all my passwords changed from the business. Like I couldn't get into my business. I couldn't get into my, like I went into my bank account. There was no money in it. Like it's just, it was just overnight. My my whole world changed. And I had to think, how am I going to, you know, get out of this now? Like what, what's my next step forward? Um, and it was and hard. Your husband, did you guys have that t-shirt business together? And we had like we had the t-shirt business. Now um he was actually working on a separate project at the time. So he wasn't really in the t-shirt business, but I had put the t-shirt business in his name. And that was only purely because at the time, going back all those years, I didn't have an Amazon account and I wanted to put the t-shirts on Amazon and we did an account. And so we just used his and we used his name and we didn't even think about it. I did yeah. not even think about it. And he yeah. chose to keep the business. Um, he didn't choose. I don't know if he chose to keep the business. He just didn't choose to give me that account. Yeah. And that was your business that you were working on at the time. Yeah. How devastating. Yeah, it was devastating. It was absolutely devastating. Wow. Yeah. So how did you overcome that? Yeah, so I found myself, um, well, it took me sort of seven months to get myself back on on track and I had a lot of time to think because I had a lot of time on my own, stuck in a room at my parents' house, surrounded, just surrounded by boxes. Like, because my dad, as much as my they, they love me, they didn't want to make it as comfortable as possible. They wanted me to get out. But, you know, they wanted me to get my life back together. So he just kept on putting the boxes around me and I'm like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Like I can't <laughs> do anything here. Um, but anyway, it took me about seven months to get out on my own again, get get the house for the kids and just like get my myself together. And I thought, wow, like and it, I took, it took seven months with the lawyers and all of that and I wasn't getting that business back. And I had to make a call at some point to stop fighting. And I think yeah. at that point, I decided to stop fighting in any area of my life. Like I started to stop fighting the, the fights that I had with him in my head, the fight that I had with the T-shirt business. I stopped fighting in the sense that I stopped actually being an advocate for like getting out there and like screaming about women, women's rights and things like that. Um, I, I stopped any form of fighting. I decided that I was going to come from love. And that was really hard. <laughs> really, really hard to step into that and just decide that, okay, 
And it was every day, right, I'm going to come from love. I'm going to come from love, right? This situation's happening. I'm still coming from love. Like it's just, it was just a constant, constant reminder of what I was doing. And I had to find something different too because I was back, you know, in my job. Beautiful people can't, you know, can't fault the job or anything like that. It's just, it's not where I wanted to be. And I had to reassess. So I was like, right, what do I have? I've got leadership skills. I've got coaching skills because they trained us to be coaches. At, at, the, at that point, I've got none of my um, accolades that I can hold. Like all of my paperwork was chucked in a bin. Like everything, like birth certificate, like all my stuff, right? So I didn't get any of that stuff back. So I'm here going, okay, well, I can step into coaching I don't have my, I don't have any of the, the things that I've done. So I had to go back and get a, um, a certification. I just saw this NLP course. I'm like, I'll just sign up, get a certification. I'm just going in for the certification. <laughs> and it changed my life. Anyone who's done NLP, my gosh, it changed my life. It broke down everything. I changed how I was turning up in life. Um, I've started the business and yeah. um and money started to flow very very easily after doing that like just doing the work the inner work to let go of the past yeah. and start to believe in myself and why do you think that happens when we do the inner work why does it change how much money and manifestations that we bring in what how what do you think about that well I, I really feel like everything that you're going for is two subjects and you've probably heard this before but if you're going for money and you're thinking I haven't got it and you're just focused on the, the bank account that doesn't have anything in it and, oh, my gosh, I don't have an idea of how I'm going to make any more money and you're focused on all of those things, well, that's more that's going to come more into your life. That's what you're going to attract. It's like you're um, saying to the universe or to God or whatever your, your beliefs are, um, this is what I want to attract. And it's the same with relationships too. If you're saying like, you know, before that I was like, oh my gosh, I could, I could reel off every red flag. I could reel off everything bad about my relationship. And what, I, what was I attracting? More of the same, more of the same. So I had to shift me to be able to attract someone amazing into my life. And when I saw that I could do that, I was like, oh, wow, I can do this with my body I can do this with my money and I started to shift things in my life to shift a lot of areas of my life wow what was the hardest part about all of that if you were to really think of one thing what was the hardest what was your lowest point um I, I think the the lowest point was being in a house on my own, you know, not having my kids, you know, that realisation that I'm only going to get to see them for half a year and not having, you know, very much furniture or anything like that. I just remember being on the ground going, I've got to, I've got to make something work here. I've got to do something. And that's when my first coaching program actually just poured out of me onto the paper. I don't know how it came. It just, it was just, it was like it was guided, right? It just came out. And it, it it's just starts with that decision to go, right, I am going to move in this direction regardless of what everyone's going to say. And for me, I have to switch off. I have to switch off from what everyone else is saying. And I might not necessarily say I don't want to talk to you. I just won't take it in. It's like 
you're saying negative stuff. And in my head, I'm like a little kid going, la, 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 la. Great, fantastic. Let's move, right? So I'm just switching off. I'm not being impolite, but I'm just switching off to the world or anything that's not in alignment with where I'm going at that point. And in every situation where I felt like it's been, and I can probably say this in your audience, they might understand it like a quantum leap almost, like it's been a huge jump in a very small amount of time. It's because I've switched off, made the decision, and I've just acted as if. I've just gone in with that feeling of, you know, I am, I am already that. I'll use mantras. Yeah. I'll use things to trick my brain. But I just pretend like I am already what I'm going for. Maybe for you to become the coach that you want to be, you had to go through you know, where you're going to, the people that you're going to be helping so that you can truly, as the practitioner and the patient, understand their pain points and what, and what they're going through. And the person that you would become on the other end of that is what makes you an authentic coach. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally believe, like, you, you, if you're going to be a coach, then you need to, well, you need to go through and do the work. And it doesn't stop. Like you, you still need to keep on doing it. You still need, I still have coaches. Like <laughs> I, have, I have different coaches now, but it just evolves. Yeah. And so then if I was to ask you, what's the, what are the biggest things that you've learned overcoming that? What were the big lessons? Um, I think the biggest lesson is, you know, you can take everything away and nothing happens like you don't die you don't you know you can take all of your money away you can take all of possessions away and you're still here and you're still going and all of those things that we're afraid of we're afraid of losing a bit of money or we're afraid of uh, not having enough to pay for something or have all of that it doesn't matter because you can rebuild it like it just it just took away the fear from me because yeah. I was no longer fearful of losing money or holding on to money. And, you know, I was such an, you know, I'm an accountant, such a um, conservative person before that, you know, I had paid off my house. I'd made sure like everything was right. I had lots of money in my account. I had, you know, all of these things lined up. And when it was all taken away from me, it was like, wow, like nothing really happened. The day still went on, the sun still went up. I still had kids to look after. I still somehow found a way. You just get this resilience of like, how am I going to find a way? Like, and I'm um, and being open to different ways of finding it, right? And just being open to different yeah. ways. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then overcoming that and then finding a sense of calm and presence when you overcome your fears. Do you think that is also the, the mindset that we need to, do you feel more creative? Do you feel more solution focused when you feel more resilient? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you don't have that fear creeping up, like, oh, what if, or what if, what if this, or what if I lose that? Absolutely. You can have that creative space to go, well, what if, wouldn't it be nice if? What do you think your biggest try that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what do you think your biggest tip is for um, women listening to this that are probably going through a breakup themselves? You know, what what would you, what what's, in hindsight, looking back, you know, what's your, what wisdom would you share? 
I would share to go to to take a take a bit of time on your own to really reflect to go okay well what what part did I play in this what you know if I'm going to take responsibility for this what part did I play instead of they had all these red flags I should have been aware of or um, this person said they weren't right for me in the beginning or they were awful to me what part did I play and how would I need to change or how would I need to show up differently to attract actually my ideal person? And who yeah. even is that ideal person? And Indeed. I think that this brings up a lot for women because all, all men, like they're going to sit there and go, well, who the hell am I? And that's what I had to find. I was like, I don't know who I am if I'm not a wife, if I'm not a, a corporate worker or if I'm not a mother. Like if I'm none of those things, then who am I? And so finding yourself in a mix of that and then creating like how you want to show up as that new version of you to attract into your life that amazing person that you should and want to spend your time with. That's and what happened when you did that? What happened? When I did that, um, so at the beginning, you know, when I was dating again, I was like meeting the same people. And so I had to shift, you know, I had to shift me. I did a lot of inner work. And for me, it was mantras and it was, for me, it was putting the phone down. So when I was in public and I was walking down the street or, and I was going into a coffee shop, I was open to love. I was open to it. And I wasn't, you know, uh, busy doing other things. I was actually just saying in, in my head, you know, how beautiful the day was or how amazing I was and just little mantras about myself to make myself feel like I was an amazing woman right? I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm sexy. Whatever you have to say, I'm a goddess. Um, you know, all of those things to say to yourself so that when I went into the next lot of dating, I started to attract better quality men. I actually started to attract some really lovely, um, men into my life. And I, I attracted Johnny and it was like, um, it was, it was just an amazing thing that we, we hit off. I was going to New York he was um, like we sort of just met and I was going to New York for a holiday for a couple of, like a, and, a, and a couple of months on my own. And he's like, what are you going to do with me? It was like our second date. I'm like, I don't know, come. And he said, yes. And, you know, both of our families thought we were ridiculous, like going away with someone, we, you know, we had to organize kids and schools. And he, he was a single dad, like he, you know, he has them all the time. So he had to organize a whole heap of stuff too. And, um, but we made it work and we went to New York and we, and it just was the best holiday that we could have ever asked for. It was amazing. Amazing. Great quick way of, of learning if the relationship has legs and it's that's awesome when it goes well, cause it can just be magical, magical. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes taking that risk really is worth it. So you had a happy ending. Yeah, so we're still together. We're still very much in love. And I, I think, you know, that is because I, I continually am thinking about how I want to show up in that relationship. And he's the same. You know, he he took time, he did the work on himself, and he knows how he wants to show up. So it's like we're both coming together from that point of we want to show up really well. And when you want to show up and when you want to see that, that's what you see. But if you want to see the negative, you want to see that they left their socks on the ground or they did something like that, if you want to see that, you'll see it. But if you don't want to see it and you're not looking for it, you most likely won't see it. So 
you can choose this and it's such a it's it's such a big shift that you can make to show up differently and see what what changes around you you know you show up with a different intention of how your kids are going to treat you show up with a different intention of how your partner is going to take you teach you treat you um, show up with a different intention of how that thing's going to go with your boss today rather than going through a terrible thing in your head what about oh just seeing envisaging that they're going to say well done oh that was really well done Expecting, expecting that it. it's going to work out and then you match that energy and then you bring that energy out in them there's actually studies that show that when you know i think with, with teachers in in classrooms and they expect the best of their students the students something within them when they know that their teacher is expecting that they're going to do really well they'll try extra hard to actually match and make that happen which isn't yeah. um yeah it's it makes a lot of sense to me yeah yeah, yeah, because essentially we're all energy. Well, I think you're so inspiring and thank you for sharing your very um, amazing story. It's really important because I know a lot of women out there are going through similar things, rebuilding their minds, their bodies, their lives, in new careers, um, healing from breakups and um, well done on what you've achieved. Thank and you. I wish you so much luck for, your, for the future um, and how many women you're going to help if people want to find your coaching business, how do they best find you? Yep, they can find me um, at I am Paula Day on Instagram or Paula Day Coach on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn um, or um, at you know PaulaDay.com.au. Um, and yep. if you want, um, yeah, on, if you do head over to any of those things, you can see some links in my bios to how to make more money in your business. So I've popped in all of those things and no surprises. It's a lot around mindset. Yeah, great. And I'll put your website and all that information in the blog, um, which will be featured in the next month or two. Um, thank you so much, Paula. Thank and you. thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, and remember that no matter what you're going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. I will see you guys next time. Paula, you have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Please rate and share the episode with your community or anyone you think may need to hear this episode. If you would like any help with maximizing well-being and flexibility in your life personally, you can see me one-on-one at the private practice in Melbourne or on Zoom if you are not local. You can book in or find more info at benlikebamboo.com. If you would like help remotely, I have a resilience program you can do as an online course with six eBooks and videos on mind, body, food, connection that include resilience and tools that can help you to feel happier and healthier after rebuilding from change, stress or illness. If you would like help with boosting resilience and wellness in the workplace, you can book in for a free Zoom discovery chat. The Ben Like Bamboo at Work program can be delivered in person or virtually. And if you would like to inquire about Ben Like Bamboo at school, you can find information on all these programs on my website, amandacampbell.com.au. And you can contact me on email, amanda at benlikebamboo.com. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And remember that flexibility builds resilience. And no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you at the next session.